Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Dope Black Woman Podcast, the podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levos. I'm Rashan. You can call me Shan. I'm Livs. This week, we're talking about gratitude. Hey guys, so I'm back. The bitch is back. I know y'all miss me and miss this voice. Um, I'm back. It's a new year. You know, we started it fresh. We started good. Um, but in all seriousness, I have been um, off the podcast for a while. And the reason for that is that I've had a sudden loss in my family. And I've just been taking the time to work through that um, and, you know, take time out of the podcast and out of work to just focus on my mental health, which we are big advocates for. But I'm back now, um, and 2021 has begun. And yeah, we just want to take a moment to talk about gratitude and, you know, why it's important to be thankful for the things that you do have, especially with so much going on around us. Um, And, you know, even though it is a new year, it doesn't mean things are going to suddenly be great overnight. Um, But it's important to also be, be grateful. So you guys, happy new year, first of all. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Can I? How is everyone? Like, actually, Rashan. I mean, you know me. Constantly making lemons, lemonade from lemons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that. <laughs> Can you go on camera, please? I want to see your face. No, I can't. <laughs> no, why? Nah, I'm so I'm sorry. Seeing you first thing in the morning and last thing at night. So ain't nothing to hide, honey. Excuse me, honey. That is today, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm okay. It's up and down all the time. Like I, I started back work today, which was weird because right. I haven't. Yeah. Well, when, I'm working from home, but like yeah, because you told me before you was going back. Did you not go back yeah, then? No, no, because I got COVID. And like oh, I told no. them and they were like, just get through Christmas and start back in January. Like, don't stress yourself out. Like they, yeah, yeah. So they've been really supportive. Um, so it has been weird because obviously this is the longest time I've taken off work ever. Mm. Um, so it felt strange. Like I feel like, you know, like even when you go away for like two weeks, you get back to work and you're a bit like 
okay let me get back into routine so like two months it's like yeah it's quite weird and just trying to take it slowly so I don't get overwhelmed um but yeah just taking it day by day like sometimes I'll be fine and then other days you know something will set me off and I'll just start crying but then I'll feel better after I cry and it's like okay carry on carry on so yeah man so like what does gratitude mean to you and also what are you grateful for gosh well just to remind you that this episode is always a therapy session for us (laughs) and the therapy will continue (laughs) you don't worry baby we make lemonade on this podcast we make lemonade bitch the amount of times we would look at each other when it finished and be like that was tough <laughs> the drama, honey. <laughs> the fact that Liz took a break and we all decided to take a break because I think it was kind of a sobering reminder to Shan and I that we also were going a mile a minute and we also needed to take track of our mental health. And so that was the reason that we did the wellness series kind of for the last four weeks before we took a break from the podcast because we realized how if we were feeling this way, then loads of other people who have also suffered loss or just had a really difficult time during COVID and probably will have a difficult time moving forward really needed it. And I think it resonated with our audience. So thanks to all of the contributors from all over the world who walked us through wellness and mental health um, during the last four weeks of of 2020. But Shan, you want to start? What does gratitude mean to you? I think gratitude to me is being thankful for the most smallest of things. So when I think of gratitude, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say like I'm thankful for getting my dream job. That wouldn't be the things that come to me. For me, gratitude is always like I'm thankful for being alive today for breathing for having a safe space like dope black woman I mean yesterday I was with my little sister and she wanted to sleep with me and I said to her um I said before we go to bed because so my sister for context is five so I wasn't expecting this Mm -hmm. this response I said so before we go to bed we're gonna do we're gonna have a gratitude session she was like okay and I'm like I need you to tell me five things that gives you gratitude and in my head I was thinking does she even know what that means but I said I'm gonna run with it and she was like I have a house I have a sister I have brothers food and clean water and I literally had tears in my eyes and I was like what on earth does a five-year-old know about gratitude coming from clean water and I said why do you think you're thankful for having clean water and she said I see the kids on the adverts they don't have clean water and I do and I thought to myself First of all, these adverts are clearly clearly doing something because they have an effect on a five-year-old. But also mm. it was like all the things she listed were, weren't material things. They were also all like really, really like things that I think a lot of people take for gratitude, like having family. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Like having a house over your head, no matter what circumstance you're living in. Because it's like, there's always... I don't, I don't like to focus on the idea that there's always someone worse off than you because I feel like it's important for you to recognise what you're going through. And I think that mm-hmm. notion's actually quite toxic. However, there is always, there is always <laughs> someone worse mm-hmm. than you. Do you get what I mean? So, like, even for myself, I know that... Um, and I know we're going to come on to it later on in the podcast, but I know that, like, last year, I was really frustrated with my living environment and this and that and that and that. 
But like at no point was I homeless or on the street or begging for money mm-hmm. or anything like that. And for a lot of people, that would have been their dream situation to be in. So that's what I mean when mm-hmm. I say gratitude for me is like the most simplest and like basic of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you still could have said, "Oh, I'm glad that I have dolls," or "I'm glad that we got to go to Winter Wonderland last year." You know what I mean? She could have picked materialistic mm-hmm. things, but I think it shows it's not even the comparison between her and the kids who don't have what she has, but just that she is genuinely grateful for having those things, for having a sister. Good job, big sis. Yeah, you clearly did a good job. My life. Okay. <laughs> Big session on that. Done but off. what does what does um gratitude mean to you guys? I mean, um, you know, it's been a really difficult last couple of months for me. So my my dad passed away really suddenly. He had a massive heart attack. So it's not really something you can prepare for. Um and like you said, Shan, it's important even when you go when you go through hard times to not like constantly compare yourself to other people. But having said that, I think this year in particular was a reminder of like, you know, to be grateful for what you have because, okay, yeah, my dad has passed away suddenly, but there were so many people who lost someone this year and like don't have anyone. Like they're self-isolating and they don't have family and maybe they've lost their husband or, you know, they didn't have enough people to even attend the funeral. Like, you know, th- like I think this year in particular has shown how much loneliness is in the world. Like no matter how old you are, no matter what background you come, like there are so many people who are so lonely. So I'm grateful that, you know, I do have people around me, friends, family, etc. Yeah, I think Similarly for me, the last couple of months, one of my best friends passed away in October. And I think it was the, it's probably the first death where I've had to deal with someone being abruptly disappearing. Mm-hmm. And so it was really diff- a, kind of a different experience for me than loss that I've more recently ex- more experienced in the past. But I think one of the really great things that came out of that is the fact that even though I'm sad that he's gone, actually what I've been able to focus on is how appreciative I was of our time together. Because during the last few months in terms of me moving home, he was around me almost every single day. And actually now that he's gone, um, I can look back on those memories really fondly. And instead of looking on them kind of with remorse or with sadness, like I feel like, and so many other things that I can be grateful for have come out of that. Like his wife and I are as close as ever and we speak almost every day and we're a huge support system Mm -hmm. for each other. He has a beautiful daughter who is just like, I get to experience her growing up and being uh, almost a replica of him. And so it's, I think it's about perspective. I think it's, as Shan said earlier, it's one of those things that there are bad things that happen and there are sad things that happen. But how you perceive them and what you do with them moving forward is probably what is indicative of how grateful you are for what you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what's so interesting is about the past year as well is like one of the things that's really had a spotlight shined on it is how grateful we need to be for our health 
Mm. Like even the fact that we're healthy is like something, you know, people don't really talk about enough because with the whole COVID thing, there were so many people that died that were, you know, relatively young, relatively healthy, and they just were like, you know, maybe they were under bad circumstances or they didn't get the right help. And I just think, you know, we don't talk about our health enough. And like this year has really made us like think about that in a way that, you know, most of the time we don't. And I think when you're grateful for something, you feel a certain responsibility to uphold it, right? So when you're grateful mm-hmm. or when you come to a, have an appreciation for having family or when you have an appreciation for the fact that you have good health, it's like, why would I waste this? Why would I not value this and treat it um, in the way that somebody who doesn't have it would if they had access to it, you know? How how hard was it, do you think, for both of you then to try and find things that you're, you're grateful for at a time when you're grieving? It was definitely really hard at first. And definitely, like, the thing about death is that, you know, like when it first happens a lot of people go down one road or the other where they either become really grateful for life and it's like you know live every day like it's your last you have that kind of attitude or you go down the other route which I feel like I did at first where I was just like I was like scared to leave my house I was like life is so precious like people could just die at any second and like every time I crossed the road I was like (laughs) bare panicking because like life was just so like it suddenly became so apparent to me how precious life is and like um I guess I just needed to spin that and just be like yeah but I still have so much else to live for like this isn't like the end this is just the end of one chapter so being grateful for the other aspects of your life whether that's okay if you've lost someone for example you still have work you still have like your friends maybe your loved one you still have other things to be grateful for and other things to kind of to keep you going do you think that one that initial part of the process where you were like scared to leave the house or scared to cross the road led to gratitude it's all yeah it's almost like those first couple of weeks were almost like I was too grateful like I was like treating life like it was too precious so I wasn't doing anything like because you know when you lose someone it's like you also think around about the people around you like oh my god like they can't lose someone else so I was more careful like as I said I was more careful crossing the road and I was more careful like just yeah realizing how precious life is I suppose that is gratitude almost it's like too much gratitude Mm. because then it stops you from just like because really and truly like you shouldn't live every day like your last like it's kind of a weird phrase you shouldn't live every day like it's your last day you should still kind of plan for the future and look ahead to the future and like the mundane things still are important. Like if I lived every day like my last, I'd have no money in my bank account. <laughs> I'd have no future plan. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not good advice. <laughs> you know what's funny is my friend Dre, who passed away, he did live every day like it was his last almost. So I remember a few weeks before his passing, he was like, I want to go live on the beach and just become a writer. And that's exactly what he did. And so I think what it probably taught me is that no matter what the circumstance you put yourself in or that you find yourself in, that there's always something on the other side of that. And if you just are determined and fearless in 
attaining your goals or your objectives. So in that sense, I think he did live his life to the fullest. Like every day was an opportunity to do something great. And so mm -hmm. his that's kind of the legacy that he left behind for me. And in being grateful, it kind of pushed me to try to start thinking about ways of this is what I want, but how do I get there instead of, as you said, kind of transitioning outside of that process of holding on to things too tightly sometimes. So, um, what do you guys like? What did you find the most challenging thing in 2020 or some of the most challenging things? I mean, of course, yeah, yeah and like you <laughs> experienced loss, and but I mean, um, at the other points you feel like you were really tested or pushed to your limit um moving moving was a big deal it was a and uh, for those of you who don't know I had left the UK in August and moved back to Jamaica start a new job and I think that was challenging within the first month I think I moved three times I you know, started this job, still keeping up with Shan and Dope Black Woman. And so it was just really busy. So I think my time, you know, I felt stretched and it was a new environment. I had to get used to a new dating scene. I had to get used to different uh -huh. responsibilities, financial responsibilities. I had to say goodbye to people that I no longer get to see on a day-to-day -day basis like you guys dreadfully I miss the people that are in the UK um, but then there's this new experience and it's a new opportunity for you guys for me to bring you guys into my space into my world into kind of my history and how I grew up and so I've been able to share so much more about my background with Shan and with you know other people that are coming to visit I, so in again it's just about perspective like it was a challenging time but I think looking back on it now I'm glad that I was I'm glad that I did it because it pushed me even if it wasn't the right decision it pushed me out of my comfort zone and that's something that I'm grateful for as well I'll still write that down just create it for the page content 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 growing dog like life cannot be stagnant you know Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's really uncomfortable, but these these moments push us, and we can either sink or swim. Yeah, I think for me, um, the challenges for last year were, were were all completely different, and they were one they all they all kind of interlink in a way. So I think one of them, which I think a lot of people can relate to, is like the lack of routine. Like as much as I'm a very spontaneous person, I, I didn't realize that what keeps me going is actually routine so what when I'm so I'm quite a busy person I'm always taking a lot of tasks I do things for a lot of people and in most cases I am quite um thinly spread is that what the phrase is but I think my routine helps me to manage that in a really healthy way so when we've had lockdown I've had to be at home I have to get used to this new environment and not having a routine it, 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 realized, it meant that it wasn't manageable and I wasn't able to identify it because I was so used to it being okay and then that links onto my second challenge which I would say would be like um managing self-care and burnout again because I had no routine self-care didn't, didn't it wasn't a thing and I was just burning the fuck out without even realizing it and I was doing more hours than I needed to and I was trying to give support to everyone in more ways than I needed to so whereas, whereas before I would like turn my phone off at 9pm or let my phone die and then before I go to bed put it on charge and go to sleep 
if I felt like I had to always had to always be on or had to always be like available to everyone because everyone seemed to be going through shit. Whereas now I'm, I'm well, I'm, I haven't really got there yet, but I'm I'm trying to look at ways that I can implement self care in a, in a way that doesn't feel in a way that doesn't feel in a way that feels manageable to me and where I am right now. Mm. And then my last thing I think of the challenge would be like reminded and this is something I think I mastered in the end or mastered throughout but it was still a very big challenge and it was like sticking to who my character was so I think there was times where my my buttons were being really 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 pushed <laughs> because of the toxic <laughs> environment that I lived in it was being pushed to the fucking max <laughs> I mean, now I can only now I can laugh but I mean it was a dark, dark place I was in. Like, remember that episode uh-huh. when I said, I'm going to die by suicide or corona? I was in a really, <laughs> a lot of, as much as I laughed about it. <laughs> nah, looking back. No, <laughs> that's, do you get what I mean? Like, as much as I laughed about it, I was in a very, very, like, dark place then. I just tried to find the humor. If Rashad gets cancelled, yeah, like, I don't want no part of it. Like, I don't want a part of it. <laughs> No, it was one or the other. Do you know what I mean? But it was just like my character was continuously being tested. And I feel like my character is something I've always, I've always continuously tried to work on and quote unquote perfect. It will never be perfect. I'm not striving for that. But I've all used to a better word. And I feel like the environment that I was in, it, it was constantly being tested. Like, I was like, God, I get it. Like, I got the message of trying to <laughs> learn from this. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> trial. God damn it. I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I feel like, yeah, those three things are really challenging. But it's, it's a learning curve, isn't it? Like, now, I can, now I've learned that and been through that. I can be like, how am I going to, I can, I, I now know how I'm going to avoid those three things happening moving forward for like 2021. I was just going to say, it's interesting. I saw a meme the other day, one of my best friends, Christina, sent it to me. And she said, if you are continually tested in the same way over and over again, it means that you haven't learned the lesson yet. And it's yeah, it's rude. learned the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> that a different lesson pops up. It's not a lesson stop, but, you know, you've learned the lesson. So it won't trigger you or you're not affected in the same way because you've learned the lesson. So I think sometimes the universe pushes us to to push to try a little harder. And you are one of those people, actually. When I first met you, and when as as we became friends, that's one of the things that stuck out to me about you in particular is that Aww. you consciously make an effort to consistently be a better person, and you're constantly checking in to see that people aren't being affected by the things that you're doing. Thanks, Maggie. You don't know. Aww. Um, so cute. So cute. So what do you guys feel like is your greatest achievement for the year? Like, are you just grateful that you made it through 2020? Or is there- At this point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is there something, what's the biggest lesson? Like, what's the biggest push forward? The idea of gratitude has really shaped my whole year, to be fair, because like prior to my dad passing, you know, I was really stressed out about lockdown and I was really you know finding it difficult to be in isolation and not being able to like see my friends and like not being able to as Rashan said you know have any kind of like schedule or like regular routine to my days like everything kind of merged into one like my work life sort of boundaries felt like they were blurry the weekday weekends boundaries felt like they were blurry like everything was just mashed potato and and, um you know when my dad died 
it kind of made me realize like in a weird way it almost helped my anxiety because like when you experience something so utterly life-changing you realize like how much little shit that can bother you on a daily basis if you let it rather than just to like see the bigger picture about things to just kind of like take everything day by day to just focus on the good things and obviously you know take all of this with a pinch of salt because like you know it's still um it's still important to like recognize when you feel like shit when things are overwhelming but like having a big major life curveball definitely puts into perspective things for sure and do you feel like you've gotten closer to the family that's around you as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and my mom, me and my brother, like, those relationships are definitely a lot closer. Like, you know, how could they not be? Like, they were going to go sort of, like, one way or the other. And I'm grateful that we have become closer than ever, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think it definitely can go the other way. You see so many families when they experience loss, actually, you kind of become estranged from each other because they can't deal mm-hmm. or because you know they have difference of perspectives so it's really cool that you guys have been able to to come together and kind of bond in that moment I was gonna ask you guys um how do you plan to sort of like go about 2021 without putting too much pressure because like you know as I said in the opening to this episode you know it's a it's a fresh start for a lot of people it's new beginnings for a lot of people but also I think you know I keep seeing the marketing around 2021 being like you know oh let's try that again and like you know this year is going to be a lot better and like you know it might not be like (laughs) we might just be (laughs) that down forever again so you know how do you plan to get through this year without having to high expectations but also remaining positive wait before we uh before Roshan answers that question (laughs) um, (laughs) are the UK is in lockdown until February is that the current status of things the last time I checked it was like until further notice so it might be February okay (laughs) yeah but however long that is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have curfew we don't have like a lockdown per se so our curfew mm. is 10 p.m and i think it starts at it finishes at 5 a.m so it's like business as usual during the day but it's basically cut out everybody's social life which is slightly different from what's happening with you guys mm. on, on your end and people are well at the moment we're not really supposed to leave the house <laughs> we're like children that's <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Chan, how do you manage? This is going to sound bare deep. But I, I think... Gonna, I don't know how it's going to sound, but it's going to sound how it's going to sound, in it? But mm. last year was really, really weird for me, yeah? Because, like, I started off the year, like, I'm going to go on holiday every year, every month. And, like, the first three months were successful. I was like, yeah, I'm living my best life. Don't fuck with me. And then <laughs> I came back from a sick holiday with my friends. And then, because I was ill when I came back, I was automatically in quarantine. When everyone, mm-hmm. so lockdown hadn't even started yet. I was just, I was just in, I had to quarantine for like two weeks. And then it was fine. And like the whole, the whole experience of lockdown and corona and everything was just really, really like confusing and overwhelming. And then I started therapy and then other life stuff happened. And I think as a result, 
I've kind of been in an almost state of numbness for a long time. And I found it hard mm. to like process a lot of things, um, particularly when it comes to like emotions. So as a result of that, when it comes to this year, it's, it's definitely being um, approached in a completely different way than it has like the lo- every other year. So normally I'm really excited. I uh, can't wait to attack this goal, attack that goal, attack this goal. Whereas now it's more just been like extending the things I was working for and like seeing how it happens. And just mm-hmm. more just checking in with myself, like how do I feel about what I'm actually doing? Do I actually want to do that? Do you know what I mean? So I feel like my focus on this year is actually just like self-care as opposed to it being driven by goals, which it usually is. And it's not to say that I haven't got any because I still have my A4 page letter split into different subsections. Yam will tell you because I said her. Hey, that vision board thing there. I love it. All my vision boards and stuff. But but I'm not doing it with so much pressure, you know? Mm. I feel you. Last year was hard, man. Yeah, it was. I get you because like I feel like when even in the lead up to countdown and you know people are sort of sending their well wishes I sort of realize like you know it's not like things are going to change overnight we're not going to go from wearing masks and having to socially distance to like okay everything's fine again guys everything's normal and it's probably going to be at least another year or two before things are like normal normal so Mm -hmm. like preparing yourself for that I think is isn't a bad thing like it's not necessarily being negative like if you have that mindset people are like oh you're so negative man like it's gonna be better than last year it's like you know like who knows what's gonna happen with this virus yeah the vaccine and like it's good it's so it's you know it's okay to be realistic you don't have to be positive all the time yeah I think everyone's gonna have their own agendas set out for this year but I, I genuinely can't stress enough how much it needs to be self-care and mental health because if mm. either you experienced those challenges last year or you're gonna, it's going to hit you now. And I don't mean it into like wish badness on anybody's life, but even on my own timeline, and I've got a very like particular, I follow very particular people. I don't really follow like, yeah, anyway, I'm not for shade. <laughs> but um, <laughs> even on my own timeline, I've seen a lot of people speaking out about mental health recently, like for almost like, almost like a cry for help without realizing it mm-hmm. so they're saying things like i can't take another day i need to stop putting a brave face on or music's yeah. not my coping mechanism anymore i don't know what it is like lots of things like that do you understand what i mean like we're actually hitting a crisis um mm-hmm. and that's why i think that everyone just needs to take the pressure off of themselves and just be like what's happening today what do i need to do to achieve today and if you wake mm-hmm. up today and you and the only thing you achieved was waking up on time you didn't do fuck all after that that's still good like pat yourself on the back I think having like mm-hmm. trying to live life as if it is normal is actually putting a lot of pressure on yourself because when you don't then hit those results, you're forgetting that life isn't normal. We actually are in a pandemic. <laughs> Do you care? Mm-hmm. It's real. Yeah. I looked at my list for last I looked at my list for last year and I looked at it and I was like, oh, didn't do that, didn't do that, didn't do that. And I was get beating myself up about it. And I got to the end and I was like, but it was a fucking pandemic. <laughs> So, yeah, literally half those things you were probably weren't supposed to do like what I mean to say you got up yard I didn't do, like most of the things that I didn't do I genuinely could not have done because of covid or, mm. and anything else I, I was like halfway there I'm still still in the it's still in the pipeline so I had to take take myself back for a moment and be like okay I didn't do those things but I've done well I'm here I didn't give up at any point and sometimes it's just about, I think what 2020 definitely taught me is appreciating all the little things along the way. And I don't mean that in terms mm-hmm. of a gratitude thing like I was talking about before, 
I mean, in terms of like, if you might have a goal, which is to um, pass a driving test, yeah. And if you keep getting frustrated, like, oh, I'm not past, I'm not, I'm not ready for my test yet. All my friends done it in 20 weeks, and I've done 20, I've done 100 weeks of lessons or whatever. And you're getting mm-hmm. frustrated. Okay, but let's focus on the positive. The positive in that is that you've just learned how to do a three-point turn and you kept stalling last week. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> like, do you get what I mean? Like, just looking at the smaller things because there is actually always something to take from it. Mm. I think also it's that even though you may not have accomplished some of those things on your list, I'm sure if you look back and reflect on it now, there are probably so many other things that you achieved that weren't even on the list because you didn't even fathom that they were possible at the time. You know, mm. think about how many things that, you know, so many times we have this idea of what life should look like for a particular period of time, whether it's our overarching goals or whether it's what we want to achieve in six months. And oftentimes the outcome is not anything like what we imagined. And sometimes it's so much better or sometimes it's just different. So I think um, that's another way of recognizing or making sure that you're not too hard on yourself sometimes when you when you make these kind of lists or when you make goals it's like sometimes things pop up and and you make lemon out of lemonade as you said lemonade out of lemons sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is why I'm not gonna lie I haven't even made a new year's resolution usually I'm like this you know I want to change this about myself or I want to change this about mindset and I've kind of like especially with the year I've had I've been like look you really don't know what's around that corner. Like, as you said, stuff like your mental health, you know, your self-care, like your self those are like, those are the real goals in life you should be reaching for, man. And those are the things you should be grateful that you have. I, I had the honor of meeting uh, a woman by the name of Dr. Lanfonette Steins, who, for those people who don't know, she's a dancer. She's like the premier OG of, dancing in Jamaica and across the world. So what Dr. Stein said to me was that life is packing a suitcase for the afterlife, whatever that looks like to you. And what are you going to put in that suitcase to travel? She's like, you can't put your achievements in there. You can't put your money in there. It's your character. It's your soul. It's your, it's who you are. And so the things that we should be paying attention to like mental health, I think one of the things that I think if, if I do have one goal, um, another thing that came out of my meeting with Dr. Steins was she said to me, she's like, if you want things to come into your life, you have to make space. So you have to let go of some mm. other things. And I think in my 2020, in terms of making decisions and moving forward in life, I was so scared to let go of other things, um, namely people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always afraid to lose people because, like you said, Liz, you know, when you lose somebody, everything becomes super precious. And, you know, that it, it makes you think, oh, you don't want to be on bad terms with anyone or you don't want to have beef with anyone or you don't want mm. to, you know, you want to try and fix that toxic person in your life because you don't want to, to be on bad terms with people. But actually holding on to things that don't serve you are detrimental to your own mental health and then you're just stuck and stagnant in the same position. So I would say if there's anything that I hope to achieve for 2021 is being able to let go of things so that I can embrace new things that are going to bless me and bring me into a better space. Amazing answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one of the things I just want to say that I'm grateful for is like having friends 
you know, like you two, like dope black women who aren't afraid to kind of like to speak about getting help and to to also to get help because you know the three of us have spoken about having therapists and getting therapy and like even that's something to be grateful for in itself that like you know that we have the a lot of people never get there a lot of people are like no 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 I'm fine I can do this by myself and they never Mm -hmm. get to the point of saying actually do you know what like maybe I should look into therapy a lot of people never get there and I'm grateful that the three of us haven't been afraid to do that and to open that door because I know the three of us have really benefited from starting therapy and you know even to have that option there to have the availability to talk to someone who's a professional is something to be grateful for so yeah I'm just I'm looking it's true you know big up therapy in that big up therapists especially my black women therapists big up therapy in that a collective pat on the back for engaging in therapy this year guys all three of us that was definitely my highlight that was, i think that was my highlight of 2020 i think i would say is that Starting therapy well i finished it now i don't know i don't know for mm. like five months and i finished it and i think i think that was my um yeah I my, yeah actually thanks Liv, for bringing you that to the forefront from it yeah like, no because when, when i deep it it's changed my life in so many ways it's, it's crazy and i feel like that's like I would never do this. <laughs> but you know in your CV where it's like notable achievements. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was a go through my drama. Because of like how much I had to like how deep, how deep I had to dig to get through it. Yeah. But I don't want to put it on there. They start asking me my interview. So you put yeah. down therapy. So you put down therapy. <laughs> you should be able to put that shit on your CV. It's like, I am a well-adjusted fucking human being. And <laughs> it, it, work. it took work, honey. It took work to get here. I am persevering through shit to make myself a better person. That is a transferable skill, if I've ever heard of one. And actually, I, I think, I'm sure, I'm sure you found the same thing, is that a lot of women in the dope black women whatsapp group have actually asked for therapy for therapist references for like recommendations Mm -hmm. and i think it's really cool that we have such a space where people can just talk about it as liv said just literally ask questions talk about their therapy as you know mental health is not something that's really spoken about historically in our black community i'm sure you guys see that with your older generations of moms and Mm -hmm. parents and no, I love talking to you guys, man. I was just thinking <laughs> to myself, just no, because honestly, I feel like even this chatting, I feel like I'm free. Like I feel like I'm offloading. Like even though it hasn't been anything like, like remote, um, remotely serious, I still feel like I've been able to offload. And like, like now my new year's starting, you know, like I've reset. Yeah. What's it? It feels like. It's true. I'm so glad. I miss y'all guys so much. Honestly. I know. So On next week's episode, we're about to be talking about what <laughs> and sex and girls. <laughs> we'll be back, guys. We'll be back with all that shit. Don't worry. Ain't nothing changed. Um, I wish we could sing that coffee song, Gratitude is a Must, but I don't know the words well enough. Gratitude <laughs> is a must. I just know that line. Yeah. <laughs> is that actually a line? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Rashad hears it and goes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so on par I literally said in my head yeah. <laughs> um, I know the dance does that help the, the dance <laughs> 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 I'm 
Pac-Man <laughs> Yeah. Um, when we do our live podcast, we'll have to do that dance together. Also. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Um, please let us know what you're grateful for and what gratitude means to you in 2021. Um, keep up to date across what we're doing on all our socials um, and we'll be back with you next week. So until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black. All the way black. Blackly black. Blacktastic. <laughs> No one's saying that. We're rusty. We're rusty. We'll get you right. even open my laptop in a good like <laughs> mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market